Uh, all right, everybody, it's uh, time for, uh, I can't believe we're already at episode nine of uh, The Good Place. Uh, it's the answer. It's time for the answer or, or uh, to the question, Scoots, what's the name of the episode? Uh, and it opens in the judge's courtroom where we last left off. Uh, it might be worth a pause. Uh, you might say, like, uh, here's an interesting thing I just thought of. Uh, if you only count one of the uh, rows of Janets or three of the rows of Janets, it goes uh, six, six, six. Uh, but then one Janet is missing when I paused it right away. So it actually goes six, six, five, six, six, six rows of Janets. Um, and right now, there is, what is that? Like, there is the disco Janet, uh, and she's waiting. Uh, I think the judge, it's tough to say because I kept pausing it. Here's another thing I'm learning. The posture on the tan Janet uh, is not great. Uh, nowhere's near as well as our, our Janet or uh, the teal Janet or disco Janet has decent posture. Tan Janet, her posture is uh, not great. Uh, but, you know, I guess that's probably why. Like, uh, she's this lemon tan makes me feel less janity i'm the janet that makes sleep with me a fun fact uh so uh the disco janet is then someone gets marbleized i don't think it's disco janet let me hit play no because when they switch back uh yeah it's not disco janet then we see the marble rolling then we're with the soul squad in like what is this called like a lobby the lobby of the judge's chamber uh, Michael's talking, I'm mute, do it, uh, lived his whole life, uh, this is funny jokes, uh, then 802 afterlife, so then a second life, uh, then a second second life, uh, then a third first afterlife, uh, uh, like a bowl of, something about his status is going to be like a bowl of M&M peep chili, okay, I can't read this one, Duval Ditch Maker, Ditch Ditch Water, that's uh, Jason's drink, uh, Fickety Best, Fickety Pat Press, uh, episode's getting in front of me, but basically they're trying to get Chidi's memories back, oh, we gotta pause it, that's why, Scoots, uh, but yeah, I don't know what they say, then there's a slow-mo as Michael goes to, um, uh, to, to restore Chidi's memory, Janet, uh, Janet's making a drink. She's cosmic, cosmicking in, uh, margarita for, uh, Eleanor. Uh, Jason's spilling his ditch water, which is like a lime green. It also has, uh, a pink umbrella. looks like a couple fruits attached to it, possibly a pineapple and, uh, maybe an orchid. And that's splashing out, uh, slow-mo, Jason, Janet, pa oh, pause. Okay, so I got to do a lot of pauses here. Now, I don't have this, this is, uh, you know, not ideal because we go through a super fast cheaty sequence, uh, and I'm trying to pause it here. Michael's about to snap. I'm pausing it on and off. Uh, uh we're on a close-up of cheaty. Oh, boy. It, it just went through like 40 things that I couldn't see. Of Chidi, I think Chidi's uh, current, uh, let's just see what I pause on. The first time it was Chidi and John in tuxedos, I think, on that last night. Let me see. This is like roll your own Chidi memory.
again, that's how, I guess, uh, I think this is the, is this a breakup? Uh, yeah, because Simone's getting into the SUV in the background. So that's when John was saying, dude, you have the most boring breakup I've ever heard. I'm going to try one more roll my own cheaty memory here. And this is exciting, huh? This is almost as exciting as a tangent. Uh, tangential? Tangent. Oh, here's one. Okay, there's another one. This is where uh, right at the end. Oh, so maybe this is just a quick reverse from last week. I guess so. Uh, so it's, uh, Michael and Eleanor pretending that it's a bad place and laughing at Cheaty, John. Oh yeah. There's the hole with Brent, uh, a really good freeze there. I have it frozen on when the hole is forming in reverse. And I didn't realize there was a poster of, uh, the great, uh, what was his name? The, the amphibious presto. How did I forget Michael's magician name in one week? Uh, uh, the Incredible, I can't remember what it was already. Oh, that's why I make a sleep podcast, eh? Oh, yeah, so there is a poster of him. And then, oh, wow, that was a lot more. I was wondering what we're like, uh, it's like, okay, what, what, what do we talk about extra that stretches out? But there's a long shot of the good place with the rainbow. But I'm not able to get that back yet. Okay. Okay, here it comes. It's a, that's a fade in of like the g- good place lake with rainbow. The one we've seen before, not this season very much, but wasn't Cheaty painting it one time or something? Remember, didn't he have an easel or maybe it was Binox? He was out here. Okay, I just got one. Now's when Cheaty's not happy with Brent. Uh, uh, for being insulting Simone, uh, the drawing, whatever that game show drawing party is. Uh, okay. And then it hops back. We're going to do a lot more pausing. If you love pausing, good place. Uh, you're in, you're in the right place. Okay. Let me go back to my notes. Uh, oh, we see a baby cheaty in bed. Oh, then all the pauses. Is that what happened? I don't know. Uh, then. He's in his classroom with his buddy, uh, Uzo. Next AM prefabrication syllabus. Okay, this is, uh, so we just, oh, wait, pauses. Cheaty baby, so cute. Uh, I don't know, did the episode open yet? I don't know. Uh, He's with, oh, yeah, more little kid cheaty pauses from this episode or flashback. Then baby cheaty, so cute. Let's name him Cheaty. That's what the parents say. Uh, then the episode opens, uh, chapter 48. So there will be, ch- it looks like there's going to be 50 chapters uh, in this. Uh, I don't know. Is that like a magical number? Maybe there'll be 51. Who knows? Uh, I, I, oh, wait, isn't that uh oh, that's interesting. Uh, then we have little Cheaty in bed. He hears his parents discussing things. Oh, I did want to pause his room for his bookcase. Uh, He's in plaid pajamas. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, he's going to his book uh, or his bookshelf. Right now he has uh, a philosophy by Nyleen and others, uh, applied psychology, adjustments in living and work, uh, something, something of psychology. Inter- oh, that's philosophy, Nyleen and others. Uh, uh, something on Mexico. 
first book atlas, uh, another encyclopedia of psychology, a, t- a small tambourine and a drum, another encyclopedia, a couple other things I can't read. Uh, but she grabs uh, the book of philosophy. Oh, wait. Um, sociology and you. Uh, element, something, elements of dictionaries. I don't know if that's what that says. Uh, yeah, but she gets it. It's a big book. Oh, he gets two books. He did get uh, elements of sociology, I think. Oh, sociology and you. And he starts making notes on his parents' situation. He, he writes his name. Uh, then the next day, he makes a, a presentation to his parents at breakfast. Uh, uh, he says, hey, uh, something about, uh, he goes, hey, did you, here's some syllabuses. Uh, my lecture will take approximately 55 minutes. Oh, wait, I was supposed to pause it at 2.13, too. Oh, yeah, so we see Chidi's chalkboard. Why you should stick together. Uh, emotional life, uh, financial stuff, a uh, social circle. <laughs> Where would I keep my books? Uh, there's also a sub argument about getting a dog. A schedule. I'm gonna wait for another shot of the chalkboard. Uh, where would I keep my books? Uh, something else. Heaven. I don't know what that says. He also has a list of why she get a dog, but I can't see that's in the right corner. Oh yeah. Uh, health, uh, let's see if he ever gets out of the way. So, hey, Chidi, could you step aside? I want to see this argument about you getting a dog, too. I don't know if you, I wonder if he ever did get a dog. Okay, now Chidi's in, um, classroom. Yeah, with Uzo. Let's see, where am I? A good case, uh, Chidi, 240. Uh, that's where I'm paused right now at the classroom. He tells Uzo, you could always find the answer. And then he says, even a question like, where should I sit? What's the answer? Oh, no. Okay, but I'm going to look at a lot of stuff on the chalkboard. It looks like it's in um, uh, French and English uh, as chalkboard. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I know there's a good wide shot coming up with the teacher. So they're talking now. They're in the school things. Uh, uh, one thing says, uh, Tenot en son bec un fromage. Uh, it must, it must be, maybe it's a poem because then it says language. Uh, bonjour. Uh, that's some of the stuff I can see. I know fromage is cheese, I think. Uh, Aleche. Okay, so here's the teacher. Today is Friday, April 19th, 1991, I think. Uh, uh, what are the French? Uh, let me see. There's some English words. Friday, uh, April 19th, 1991. Looks like that date was changed recently. Uh, but, and, or, if, into, next to, beyond, above, below, on top, to, till. Uh, good morning. Marte, the the smell was tempt, uh, said to him in much, Hey, good morning. How nice you are. Seemed to me. So there's a story on the board, too. Well, maybe it was like, oh, it's in cheese. So they're learning English. Um, the smell was tempt. Uh, oh, this is interesting. It must be something famous. Uh, or it's just a joke. Uh, and now she's trying to decide where to sit. Uh, 
Oh, it's also talking about lengths of rivers and uh, kilometers. That's behind the uh, kilometers, not kilometers, uh, behind the teacher. Instead of an apple on her desk, it looks like it's possibly a mango. And it looks like also she has something that looks similar to a peep on her desk. Uh, oh, uh, then there's a, um, another board really quick behind. There's, there's a lot of chalkboards in this classroom. As Chidi tries to decide where to sit, we go back to Michael snapping. And uh, let's see. Oh, no. Slow-mo pause. Professor Lindman uh, 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 left to Chidi, abandoned Chidi. Uh, Chidi's girlfriend at the time says, he has he always been this uh, thoughtful? And then Chidi has kind of, Chidi brings the cheese, actually. And then he has a moment of pride where her self-esteem says, oh, yeah, they see, did you ever tell you about his first great lecture? He goes, oh, no, go ahead. Uh, and they says, well, this is how I got into philosophy. Biggest questions, biggest answers. And uh, his, 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 his date says, uh, wouldn't that be theoret- theoretical physics? He says, oh, dear, have I chosen the wrong thing? Uh, then they end up breaking up. He put, he has, he's for, he says fork. Uh, I mean, he doesn't say fork. He loses his fork. He goes, you like Kant? I like Kant. And she says, we're not a book club. He goes, well, we're not, not a book club. Uh, and then she says something like David Hume once said, reason is aren't, uh, so only to the, be, be, to be something with the passions. Uh, and then she just says, well, I'll show you what I think of Kant. Uh, uh, he goes, so let's uh, look like, uh, can't, uh, you know, what do you say? thought about Hume. Uh, then he dr- grinds a fork. Then he's meeting with his advisor on his, uh, book or, um, thesis, uh, what are those things called? Uh, and he says, uh, this is 3,600 pages, Cheaty. I can't I have like, uh, and he goes, this work is a tangled web of inscrutability. And Chidi goes, in a fun way? He goes, no. And then he tries to help Chidi. He says, what do you care about? Uh, he says, great works are emotional. Uh, uh, he goes, I can see that there's a great mind at work in there. But he goes, where's the hearts? Where's the guts? Uh, uh, then something, and why? Oh, Chidi says, well, how about I go home and write a shorter paper on why I should write this longer paper? His professor also has a lot of empty coffee cups. I don't know if that was like a like a joke. Uh, let's count them. You're right. Uh, okay, on his desk, uh, he has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine on his desk. Then two on his like printer stand that I can see. What is that? Eleven. But then there's also a back table. Uh, and we look over Chidi's shoulders, at least four more there, probably more though. So that's interesting. Now, yeah, the professor's like, dude, uh, uh, longer paper. Then he goes and meets with Uso, who says, man, tough week. Let's kick back. Uh, he says, I thought she was the answer. And then Uso says, uh, some things don't have the answer. And Chidi, this is when I love him. He goes, you know what this calls for? A Venn diagram. I'm a big Venn diagram fan. I don't really make a lot of them because I'm not good at that kind of stuff. But 
uh, he did love it. Uh, he goes, uh, then at the end, Uzo says, Cheetah, do you know what you're saying? And Cheetah makes one more point before he heads to the good place, uh, where we see him sitting, ready to go in. And Michael calls him in and says, Cheetah, come on in, buddy. Uh, uh, or do you want to stay out there? Uh, and then she says, oh, and he goes, I'll decide for you. Uh, come in. Uh, then, uh, there's an ad, but let's see, I'm watching, uh, this is where, uh, Chidi, uh, oh, Chidi has his on his, uh, his boot buddy boots, uh, in the scene with Uzo. Uh, so that was, that's another great thing. If you said, I miss those boot buddy, boot brother, right? Or were they boot him and his, uh, the other professor? Uh, but Chidi's wearing his boots, uh. So we get a lot of good cheaty callbacks. If uh, you say, "Well," and actually, then later in the episode, we get a lot of uh, a lot of cheaty. Uh, how did cheaty get to be the cheaty he is at the end of the episode? Moments. Okay, so here cheaty goes to the good place. Uh, he's got his phone. It, it, it's interesting. He has like a real tough phone case on. That makes sense. Uh, welcome. Everything's fine. Michael comes out, he very, he said, well, wait a second, here or there? He has on his peacock bow tie, uh, so that's a callback, too. And Chidi actually had on his, like, coral brick pants, and now we're in slow-mo. But Janet's margarita was almost formed. Chidi actually has some REM happening. Uh, like, uh, he's, like, watching the memories, if you watch, when he's uh, when there's close-up on his face. Uh, then they go to uh, his apartment, uh, his current apartment from this season, him and Michael. Michael opens the fridge, which is kind of an old school fridge. And uh, he says, uh, the fridge decides uh, for your breakfast, chooses your breakfast for you. Uh, and she says, oh, almond milk and oatmeal. And I think someone, Michael says, extra filmy, uh, just like you'd like it. Uh, so. Uh, then they go into his office, uh, which is just off the kitchen. And Janet, Michael calls Janet in, who surprises Chidi, uh, or his library, I guess. Uh, and uh, she knows the answers to all the questions. Uh, which answer do I want? Uh, at 836, there's a good Janet face. Is that 836? Uh, let's see. There's a good one at 849, too. Uh, because there's a lot of foreshadowing. I mean, just within a, a, the episode. Uh, I don't know. Maybe my foreshadowing might be different than yours because I've seen it so many times. Uh, uh, still, Janet Face is still something. Uh, he, he says, okay, which question should I ask? And then he gets, uh, he goes, so what's the biggest fish in the world? Uh, and she says the name of it. And he goes, she goes, all questions are equally important to me. And then she does the legendary Janet double thumbs up, uh, which is probably, you know, one of the iconic images, at least to me from the series. Uh, so that happens. Then is there a relationship equipment to oatmeal? Oh, is there a relationship equivalent to the oatmeal? He asks Michael. Soulmate? Yes. Uh, your perfect match. Uh, he goes. He says, "Come by the house that looks like a face." Uh, 
and you'll get the answer to your ultimate question. Her name is Eleanor. Uh, then we have a flashback. Uh, let's see here. Chidi's meeting. Uh, oh, no, then we have Jason and Janet's wedding uh, flashbacks. Uh, Chidi's face here. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Okay, hold on. Let me do some pausing here and see if I can. Let's roll another cheating. Roll your own cheating memory right now, buddy. I'm doing it, buddy. Thanks for asking. I love rolling my own cheating memory. What's your favorite cheating memory? Uh, oh boy. I mean, I think like then maybe the like the end of this episode. I don't know. It's tough to say when. Uh, it's in this episode. It was in like when Eleanor says goodbye to Chidi. That made me cry. And I cried a few times at the end of that this episode. So, um, oh boy. Okay, so here we go. This is we have Chidi and Eleanor's first meeting. Uh, Michael's clapping. That's well. Okay, your time's going to be different than mine. But nine forty-two. It's in a, that was a wide shot, then a closer shot. This is at the, the CLOWN house. So two more shots of them meeting. Then the Ethics 101 course uh, flashback with the Bush. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so we have that. Uh, then we have them shaking. Then another hug. Uh, then... Uh, uh, some stuff from season two, which we've never covered, I think. Uh, then season two, Janet and Jason's wedding and them dancing and then them looking at the photo album and uh, just chilling, the three of them. And what does it say? Okay, so they're looking at the photo album. It says, Jason says, I can't believe this. It's Jesus loves eight minutes ago. Uh, then Janet leaves. Chidi says, listen, man, I actually need your help. Uh, he goes, who told you how to make a decision this big? Uh, and then Jason says, Chidi, here's the thing with stuff. Uh, and basically he says, you got to huck it and lock it down, man. Uh, also, Janet, let's see. Then when does Janet say, I'm infinity? Strange things happen in the afterlife. Uh Let's see. So this is where they're still having Jason has his DJ music hat on. They're very happy. Chidi's happy for them. Uh, yeah, now Jason and Chidi are talking. He's saying, dude, how do you do this? Uh, hey, give me some advice. He says, no problem, buddy. I'll give you some advice. Uh, here's the thing with stuff. Let's see. Soulmate, oh, okay, Soulmate Recaps, that's coming up. Coming up here on uh, Roll Your Own Cheaty. Roll Your Own Cheaty souls, uh, Soulmates. Um, I didn't write down any of their names, though. Tahani was once the Cheaty Soulmate briefly for like one second or less in this episode. I don't remember if that was also in season two. But, we'll, you know, one day we'll cover that. I mean, how much, do, how good is that that we have that to look forward to, like 2020 or yeah, late 2020, maybe? So, Chidi and Jason are still talking, just in case you're wondering. Scoots, are you getting anywhere? Well, slowly. Now, Janice talking. Oh, she's back. Maybe she says, I'm infinity. Oh, yeah, she goes, I'm infinity now. So, I could never have a family. Uh, strange things happen in the afterlife. Uh, then 1129, uh, Eleanor says you're basic. Uh, there's a slow-mo. Then I think Eleanor says you're basic. Cheaty close-up. 
Uh, now we're at the end of season one when Eleanor says, you know, Michael, you basic. Uh, yeah, she does a little snap. Michael snaps. Now we have uh, roll your own cheaty um, soulmates. Uh, at like a smoothie yogurt shop, we have one soulmate, uh, two soulmates, uh, three soulmates, four soulmates, and then soulmate number five. Uh, who gets to be part of the um uh, the thing the the next segment Esmeralda Esmeralda the prepared I don't know they're ha- they're playing a, a, a game at a, at Tahani's house uh, she has a timer soulmate game night that's what it's called and uh, Esmeralda's quite hilarious uh, oh. Uh, Tahani Hajamil presents game night, soulmate game night. There's a bunch of small writing I can't read. Uh, Then Chidi and uh, Esmeralda are unable to connect on the answer's birthday party. She says, I must tend to my ravens. Uh, Then uh, Tahani introduces Chidi to Eleanor, who's eating shrimp. Uh, uh, You and and Eleanor, this is after the party. she goes, you and Eleanor make a good uh, pair. Also says a lot about Chidi. He's after the party cleaning up. Um, and then Chidi asks, so he's asked for Jason's help. Uh, he, I think he, and then he asks for um, uh, Tahani's help. He says, geez, how do you have such confidence? She goes, it comes from failure. You got to learn from it. Uh, she goes, I don't know. I have to be sure of everything before I do it. Uh, uh, then Eleanor comes in. She goes, Chidi, you want to grab a drink and talk about ethics? Uh, also, this episode, she does have some, like, air-based uh, clothing on. This one, she has a yellow sweater with birds on it. Uh, Eleanor, I mean. Then they're talking in an alley. They have a, a first kiss for this version of the afterlife, which Chidi goes, what? Wait, what? Who? And she goes, he goes, I have a soulmate. And then they talk about, Jesus sleeps in a giant nest. Who uh, She sleeps in a giant nest. Uh, then Eleanor uses woof uh, twice in this episode. And an eight-year-old got into good place. Uh, uh, kiss rescinded, Eleanor says. I like that part. Uh, well, so the, I think at some point they're standing in front of Beignet and the Jets. So there's their kiss. Uh, we're getting ready to roll our own another one. Uh, uh, I guess I'm wondering when this took place, if I missed this in the second season. But you could tell, on, like, uh, I don't know. Did I miss all this in the second season? I, I must have already forgot the second season somehow. Or is this a new sequence? Uh, then we have a flashback, which I'll roll our own flashback. Uh, then later we have Eleanor in a star shirt. She goes, woof, uh, again. Uh, and then they both ask each other for help. Uh, the health goes both ways again. Uh, then Eleanor says, I'm in love with you again. They have their big kiss. Uh, and then one of the tear-soaked moments for me when Eleanor says, goodbye, Cheaty. I don't know the way she says it. Uh, also, they were in front of all chocolate, everything. Uh, then Chidi says, uh, made my mind up for somebody. And then he asks him, Mike, we can I ask you something? He says, are soulmates real? And Mike goes, I don't know. Uh, he goes, I don't know the answers. Uh, 
And I know that's what you wanted. And a magical blackboard, one that uh, anticipates your lesson flow. That's a dream. And the answer is, and then Michael says, listen, Chidi, soulmates are not found. They're made. Uh, life, uh, no, then Chidi says this. Uh, he goes, uh, oh, I put these dashes. First, Michael says, uh, these are the pieces of brilliance that come out. Uh, uh, soulmates are not found. Uh, they're made. Michael says, and Chidi says, because uh, I put dashes, C-A, like it should be on a pillow. Life isn't a puzzle that begin, can be solved. Uh, you wake up every day and you solve it again. And then Michael says, terribly inefficient. I mean, he says it with a taste of irony or uh, paradox or whatever. Okay, but I'm getting ready to pause it again for Chidi and Eleanor's uh, love sequence. Roll our own Chidi and Eleanor love sequence here. They're in uh, alley talking, uh, talking about uh, Esmeralda. And, you know, that they have feelings for each other. Catching feelings, that's what it's called, I think. They don't, I don't think Eleanor says that, but uh, that's what happened, I guess. Uh, okay, still talking. She says, okay, kiss rescinded, uh, man. Yellow, they have some yellow uh, cafe chairs. She says, we'll just uh, totally platonically uh, study ethics, like we're not interested in one another. Now, Chidi's eyes. Okay, so now we have a flashback. Chidi and Eleanor are kind of having a debate, it looks like. Uh, and so, like in front of your shop in the background there, it says pup, puppies, I think. Uh, okay, still talking. Eleanor's in a mustard. Uh, yeah, they're in front of Beignet in the Jets. Uh, oh, yeah, they're debating. Oh, big time. Now they're on the couch. This is when they're snuggled up on the couch. And Eleanor's giving Chidi a hard time. You know, you peaked. Uh, you know, this is true love, but, uh, you know, it doesn't get any better for you. You're, you know, for you. But uh, uh, then now Eleanor's in a star shirt in Chidi's current office. Uh, he's got a lot of highlighting going on. Holy moly. Uh, so I don't know if this is from... The, so I don't know if this is from this season or not. Chidi's office chairs are well-worn. I like the, wow, they did a great job on this set. Uh, Eleanor sits down on the couch, uh, covered in books. Uh, Chidi's chairs are covered in books. Everything's covered in books. Uh, now we're back at, at uh, Chidi's office in Australia where Eleanor's coming to him for help. Um, and his office, I think, looks a little different. There's even a candle going. But she goes, yeah, I think I need your help. Uh, like, uh, I, need, I need you to teach me ethics. Then they're in um, whatever that place is where they had to go through the mail office, and then they ended up at a bar. I can't remember what good what place that was. Uh, but uh, then she goes, I think I'm in love with you again, uh, for real this time or whatever. Then they have their cosmic kiss. Uh, Right, yep, here we go. Cosmic kiss with the spin around and the, you know, cosmic stuff. Uh, and then the tearjerker, goodbye, Chidi. All chocolate, everything. She's in a rainbow shirt. Uh, Chidi goes off, infinite light, uh, Ponzu, whatever. Elements of happiness. These are the stores. Uh, 
maybe some uh, pinwheels in the background on this scene with Eleanor or uh, Michael and Chidi talking, a footlogger. Uh, what a time to learn. Uh, terribly inefficient. Then Michael says, what a time to learn. Uh, then I really, this was cheer jerking to me. Uh, he says, uh, give me a second, man. Uh, Chidi almost cries, which made me cry. Because uh, when Michael says terribly inefficient, he says, what a time to learn. Like so, this is basically the end of after the end of last season. Am I right about that? When Eleanor says, "Yeah, goodbye, Cheedy." Uh, then there's an ad. Then Cheedy calls. He says, "Mike, give me a second." Uh, ad. Then he says, "Janet, I need a pen and a piece of paper." Now he has some. Uh, he's in a more confident stable list. He goes, "I don't know if we're going to cross paths again. Sometime, somewhere. If we do, give this back to me." And she gives him a kiss on the cheek, and then he says, I'm ready. Uh, then we go back to the slow-mo, which gets uh, sped up. Uh, and this was great. Uh, Michael goes, hi there, Cheedy. Uh, welcome back. And Cheedy st- stretches, uh, and everybody's like, is he okay? Is he all right? Uh, and uh, he goes, I'm doing, man, I'm doing great or something. Uh, like a kid, like a cat. Uh, and he goes, for the past 30 years, have been super annoying. And then everyone's like, oh, there's just a good joke there worth watching. I don't want to ruin it. Uh, he goes, you are wonderful people. Uh, and then Eleanor goes, that's great, man. But we got an hour uh, to save the entire, a- to create an entire new afterlife. Uh, so I need you to do that cheaty thing and make everything f- and find us the answer. Uh, and she goes, well, Eleanor. Uh, that kind of thing uh, might have one one answer or 800 or zero or something like that. And then he says, the journey is the destination. Uh, and then he goes, okay, let's get to work. Uh, and he goes, Janet, uh, do you have my notes? Or can I have my note, please, he says. Uh, and she goes, if you knew you had a note. Did I mention that Chidi cleaned up after Tahani's party? That was very mature of him. I forgot if I mentioned that. Uh, but he goes, uh, she goes to Janice, says, if you knew you had a note, then you know what it says. Uh, he goes, yeah, but I want to see it again. It might be my best bust writing I've ever done. And it's definitely worth just watching to see it. I don't want to tell you what's in the note because it really made me cry. Uh, I mean, I liked it. It just brought me on a real emotional journey. Uh, but it talks about the answer. And then the last shot is like a goofy look on Eleanor's face. A wonderful goofy look. In uh, the episode uh, comes to a close. I'm just watching here. Eleanor says, do your cheaty thing. So there's like 50 seconds left. Uh, cheaty has a, oh, a sweater vest on, by the way, of course. Uh, but his collar is pretty open. Eleanor has on her kind of lavender, light lavender sweater. Uh, Mike, now he's saying, hey, hey, uh, uh, do you have the note? Do you really need the note? Oh, yeah, I need the note. I think so. I know so. I think so. I know. Now he's taking the note, uh, take, uh, looks at it. Uh, answer one, reveal answer two. Big smile from Chidi looks at Eleanor. Oh, it's a slow, that's a nice, real nice sequence, actually. Uh, Eleanor's face changes in the end. 
Okay, so we got like a 10 minutes or so. So let's run through a couple things that came up on this. Uh, something about this made me think of the game 20 Questions. And that it used to be before there was apps, there was like an electronic version of this. And so I found this article on uh, Mantle Floss from 2008, March 28th, 2008. Chris Higgins wrote how electronic 20 Questions games work. Uh, so this is, you know, pre-phone era. Uh, he says, uh, Chris says, uh, Chris says it was like four years ago when they saw one. It was a ball with a little screen uh, to play 20, 20 questions. Actually, holy Marie Kondo, one of the first questions is slightly odd questions. Does it bring joy to people? And uh, Chris describes the process of uh, how it figured it out. Uh, and this is, how does it work? Short answer is artificial intelligence. Uh, long answer, lots of practice. I guess in 1988, Canadian inventor Robin Bergener uh, wrote, a game, wrote a computer program capable of 20 questions, but without the knowledge of common objects. Uh, then it proceeded to teach it 20 questions about uh, the object uh, and then helped the friends play it. Uh, and then the 20 questions had synaptic connections uh, by playing it over and over that reinforced those things. Uh, so you can't really trick it uh, by giving it the wrong answers when it's this, uh, by this process of programming. Uh, maybe by 1995, uh, there was a good body connections, put it on the web, encouraged more visitors to play it, which was more training. Uh, then it got a million games, which made 10 million synaptic connections. And then Ber Bergener put it on a, a chip, uh, a hardware version, un incapable of learning. Uh, but it contained information about the 2,000 most popular objects choose chosen by players online and made it a toy. Uh, now, the online version, it, it could guess, is in 80% of the time. If you get up to 25 questions, 98% of the time. So uh, so that's cool. Uh, that's just a little bit about it. I'll link to that. What about inscrutable? If you're taking a um, test anytime soon, uh, this is a good word for you for the SATs order. Inscrutable is I-N-S-C-R-U-T-A-B-L-E. Inscrutable. Uh, it's difficult, uh, impossible to comprehend, fathom, or interpret. Some people would say this podcast is inscrutable. That's the adjective. Inscrutable uh, or, or one, a person who is difficult to comprehend. That's the noun. Inscrutability. Inscrutably. Inscrutably. Or inscrutability or inscrutableness. Uh, so that's from the wiki, Wiktionary. This is from a couple episodes ago. Dave and Buster's, uh, Jason had mentioned. And uh, I've only been to, I always saw it like Dave and Buster's is like supposed to be like a Chuck E. Cheese, but for adults. Uh, and I've only been to it a couple times and, and not like, uh, wasn't what I, wasn't, didn't recreate my edition of going to Chuck E. Cheese as a kid. Uh, but even Chuck E. Cheese changed. Like, I even went to it, like, t t from a birthday, like, 10 or 15 years ago. And it wasn't exactly what I, like, remember. Because it doesn't have the, it does just, you know. But what is Dave and Buster's if you don't have one? 
According to Wikipedia, it's a full-service restaurant and video arcade, 135 locations in the U.S. and Canada. Uh, first one opened in Dallas in 82 by Dave and James Buster. I mean, that's James's nickname. Uh, let's listen to this. Uh, Corley, that's uh, James Buster Corley, had a, had a bar in uh, Little Rock called Buster's which was next door to a saloon and game parlor called Cash McCool's. They should have called that place Cash McCool's uh, that the other founder owned. Uh, in 1989, Edison Brothers Stores purchased a majority ownership uh, uh, to finance expansions. Uh, then it went public. It's a public corporation. Uh, they acquired Jillian's locations. Uh, what else? Uh, I don't know. It, it has food, lunch, late night. Uh, they call their arcade section the Million Dollar Midway. I guess that's it. I thought there'd be more uh, things in there. But, uh, yeah, I remember the first time I went there, people had hyped it up because the Barry didn't have any. I mean, this is a long time ago, maybe 20 years ago. Then there was one in the Great Mall in Milpitas, and I think it went down there. And I was like, this is okay, but uh, no, I don't remember not being blown away. Then I went one time, maybe three or four years ago, maybe, yeah, around that, maybe longer, maybe it was 10 years ago with my siblings, and we had fun there. But we just went and, like, played, like, $20 worth of games, uh, but didn't, I don't think I've ever eaten there. Okay, what about David Hume? Uh, Maybe we've talked about it before, and I forgot. uh, let's see, all the way back in the 1700s, uh, uh, known for his influential system of philosoph- philosophical imper- imperialism, uh, naturalism, uh, let's see, there was a, I was going to skip ahead to the ethics part, so, let's see, because uh, her career, 25 years of age, uh, no Nobel, not of, oh, was no, of noble ancestry, though. Wow, 25 years, had no income, no profession. Uh, it was just a merchant's assistant, uh, then left Scotland and uh, headed to France. Yeah, tried to start a career, a lot, lot of stuff in here. Later years, uh Writings, a treaty on human nature, uh, impressions and ideas. There's a lot. I mean, this is a big, big article, obviously. Uh, practical reason, the self-ethics. So let's just skip ahead. This is all from Wikipedia. Ethics. Uh, Hume's writings on ethics began in the treaty and were refined in an inquiry concerning the principles of morals. Uh, his views on ethics are that moral decisions are grounded in moral sentiment. Uh, it is not knowing that governs ethical actions, but feelings. Uh, oh boy, Chidi. Uh, arguing that reasons cannot be behind morality, he wrote. Uh, morals excite passions and produce, produce or prevent actions. Reason itself is other, utterly impotent in this particular. The rules of morality, therefore, are not conclusions of our reason. Hume's moral sentimentality about morality were uh, shared by Adam Smith. Uh, uh, Hume put forward the is-awe problem, later called Hume's Law. So let's skip to that one to finish up. Uh, So is-awe problem. 
uh, also from Wikipedia, is uh, articulated by Hume, uh, uh, states that many writers make claims about what ought to be based on statements about what is. Uh, Hume found that there seems to be a significant difference between positive statements about what is and prescriptive or normative statements about what ought to be. And that that is not obvious how one could coherently move from descriptive statements to prescriptive ones. I think I need she to explain this to me. Uh, Hume calls for caution against inferences and absence of explanation of how the ought statements follow from the is. Uh, But how exactly can an ought be derived from an is? The question is prompted by Hume's small paragraph. I don't know. The implications of uh, apparent gap between is and ought uh, renders ought statements uh, of dubious validity. So this sounds like a dis, like of explaining. I don't know. There's a lot more here that you could check out. Uh, maybe I'll learn about it. Moral oughts, institutional facts, indefinables. Uh, so that's a little bit about it. And I guess, uh, you know, we'll just wait till uh, after the holidays when. Uh, we get uh, the, the last few episodes of The Good Place. But until then, uh, you know, we'll have some other stuff for you to listen to. Don't worry. Good night.